Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. It's TCU game week, and the Williams and Bloom weekly podcast is here to get you guys ready. Of course, this week's podcast is presented by our friends at Mechdyne, the presenting sponsor of the Williams and Bloom quarantine now in-season podcast. You can go to mechdyne.com, and they have this great new service for all the schools out there, and uh, not not just schools, but you know, parents who are having problems with technology. I can't log in for my kid. Everybody's doing this virtual stuff, and they have a great new service. It's an e-learning support service. You can go to mechdyne.com. Uh, it's right there at the about an inch down left side of your screen. It says new e-learning support. Click on learn more for complete details. If you're a school administrator out there, if you're in technology and you need help, it's gotten to be too much. I, I actually have friends in this field and the amount of calls that they are getting and the amount of work that they have is, um, you know, four or five times what it normally is. This is an affordable way and a great company, Mechdyne, located in Marshalltown, but is a worldwide company and they will be there to help you guys along the way. Go to mechdyne.com, click on that e-learning support button, and check it out. Maybe it'll be a great fix for you and your situation. The Williams & Bloom Sunday Night Podcast is proudly presented by our friends at Mechdyne Corporation. All right, let's get on with today's show. Welcoming in Brent Bloom to the Cyclone Fanatic Home Office. What's up? Here in Bondurant. Um, got the Cody Road flowing tonight. Mm-hmm. Bloom went with the straight bourbon whiskey. I went with the single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. And Bloom goes, what's the difference in that? And I go, well, I'm drinking 105 proof. You're drinking 90 proof. <laughs> and as I respond, sounds about right. <laughs> I went, uh, before we get started here, I went to the uh, Junior Arsenal match. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, enjoyed Williams' coaching ability. Yeah. Um, well, defense could use a little work for the five-year-olds, but yeah, you'll the, get there. The kids need to uh, that was pay fun. a little more attention to the defensive side of the field. That, that was enjoyable, and uh, you look like well, thank you, were, you. you were enjoying yourself. Oh, the most, most fun I've ever had, man. I mean it. I mean it. I love it. I love doing that. I, I'm going to keep doing it. I if you would have told me again like two years ago, like you're going to miss like Saturday football, like I would have told you you were crazy, but I, it's it's so much fun. Thanks for coming. That made Cammy's day. No, that was good. She I, loved it. I, I liked uh, your coaching style. It was uh, – <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, you were very, very involved. Oh, you were you, – substitutions pattern – substitution patterns were good. Yeah. I thought they were fair. Oh. So, yeah, we have was, this one kid who's good. really, really, the, really the one good. one kid is really good. Yeah. And so the problem is if you're playing with him – his name's Jackson. He's a total stud. Then you're probably not going to get the ball much because he just takes it and just scores. Right. So I try and, you know, spread it around a little bit. Yeah. It was it, no, enjoyed it. Enjoy Thank it. you for that. No, I appreciate it. Um, been an eventful day here at the home office. I want to give a shout out to Darren from Smokey D's Barbecue and my friends at Iowa Pork, the Iowa Pork Producers. We had a an event we've been wanting to do for a while. Um but we haven't been able to because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, you know how it goes. But um, Darren came over 
Excuse me. Is that it, the literal Smokey D? That is literally Smokey D. Gotcha. Smokey D was here for, I don't know, four or five hours today. And we did what's, what we're calling like a barbecue boot camp where he was teaching me about smoking ribs and smoking pork and all that stuff. But we did it to kind of kick off a new promotion with the pork producers that we're doing this year. So last year we did the tailgating um, thing that actually guy you know ended up winning the yeah. Traeger. Yeah, not did not have any no, but part you just, of the voting process. Yeah, it, yeah. no, it, <laughs> the voting process is through the pork producers and stuff. But we're we're going to do it again this year, and we're launching it tomorrow, so on Monday, and you guys can learn about it. But my thing is, boom, everybody's having like home tailgates now. Yeah. So next week will be a really good time for it. Correct. So we're going to launch it in like good who point. who has the best like home tailgate setup, and you. So we're we're giving away weekly prizes which include they're really good prizes like fairway gift cards and like all this like grilling utensils and Iowa state stuff. And then at the end of the year, um, if you won, we're going to put your name in a hat and when the winner gets a brand new Traeger, nice, which is like an eight, $900 piece. Nice. So we're going to start that. You're going to see it all over our social media in the next coming days. Uh, as long as the pork producers, the pork producers have been a phenomenal partner of ours. It's been a great thing for Cyclone Fanatic. Um, They've could, been around for, for with you guys for yeah, years it, now, right? And it keeps like growing because they see so much value from our clientele, and our clients see value in you know supporting them. So it's a really great thing, and I would encourage you guys. All you're gonna have to do there's gonna be a form at iowapork.org, and I'll share that all over the place. And I. You really, like, people ask us all the time, how do we help out Cyclone Fanatic? Like, doing stuff like this does more for us than anything. So, just, like, we're not going to make you go on camera or do anything weird. Um, Fill out the form, send in some pictures of your tailgate, and maybe you'll win a bunch of cool stuff. So, we'll start that this week. People are already doing these tailgates anyway, and they're really creative and... Man, I'm, I get jealous sometimes seeing pictures of, wow, that seems like a good, <laughs> that looks really good. Like, I'd rather be there than. Yeah, last year was a blast. Yeah, In fact, we, I didn't even want to cover games because. Just want to hang out at the tailgate. <laughs> I was going to all these tailgates and these people were, they were so gracious that we were there. And they're all like handing me like four beers. Williams, yeah. we brought pumpkin I, beer just for you. I'm like, I can't drink. That's got, that, go that has, to, I'm guessing the games are one thing. But that has to be the most difficult part for, I would guess, a good portion of Cyclone fans is just yes. the lack of community of those tailgates. Yes. I mean, how many years did we go to games with knowing what the result would be? Mm-hmm. It's going to be poor, and yet you still showed up. Mm-hmm. That setup is so good. It's just unreal. What And then the, the years of tradition, and to not have that, it to me has really – it took away a lot last week for that game, for yeah. sure. Cause it's just yeah. not It's just not the same. And I think it'll be the case for a lot of people, but this is a way at least to kind of make the best of it. Well, and last year you had to be at Jack Trice. Right. This way you can be in. This where I mean, if you live in Massachusetts and you're a Cyclone fan, in fact, you may have a better opportunity because it'll be so impressive. Like, so, again, um, that will be coming up here this week. You'll you'll see it all over the place. But that was so cool today. I've, I've taken up um, meat smoking as a hobby throughout the pandemic, and I know you're kind of dabbling around in it right now, to have a world-class guy in that field. I mean, we basically had, like, um, you know, like Jim Harbaugh. Right. Was 
barbecue teaching me. Yeah. yeah, like and he sat there and just drank beer with us for like four or five hours, whatever it was, and you just pick his brain and ask questions, and the, the product turned out great too. So, um, and we're going to be putting those videos with tips all over. Maddie Van Winkle shot it. He's a great videographer, so you guys will see that. All, all through. Did you pick up media. some things? I did. Yeah, yeah actually, I did. I uh, really, I did on my rib, my rib game. I look for. Uh, see, I, I didn't get a chance to go over right away. I, you, the you had to, is, before you leave, grab a rib. All right, appreciate that. See what you think. Um, clones TCU coming up on Saturday, twelve thirty. Um, I'm, I'm going to be asking you this every year. Uh, what, what's, what's the travel arrangements for the Cyclone Radio Network? Yeah. Are you so, guys driving? Yes. So, and I don't know if this, if, if I'm able to share this, but whatever, we're all friends here on the quarantine podcast. <laughs> By the way, I think we need a new name for it now. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I think quarantine is it. the pandemic podcast. I mean, you, it's the pandemic still is, is happening. The pandemic pod, the pandemic pod. Yeah. I mean, we're still in it. Um, no. So found out. Last week, and it makes total sense. We were really concerned if there's a group of us going in a van down to. So they don't. They don't. They don't want us to fly with the team, which I totally understand. Yes. Like we're outsiders, and which it, it, some people don't understand that the radio crew normally flies with yeah, the team. So normally we fly on the charter with the team. So that we're in the back with the cheer squad and Psy. And the man. Like, does Sai wear the mask, like the helmet? He does not. Oh, although okay. it was a, it was great. One of my favorite stories of the charter flights, the Connecticut game in 2011. <laughs> when this Cy is got, the game when Sai breaks his arm. We got yeah. tripped, pushed. We're still kind of yeah, yeah, still not really sure. I believe uh, Darius Reynolds had a breakout game. If I'm he not did. Mistaken. He had a, he had a touchdown in that yeah. one. Good memory, money. Um, it's a really contentious game. That was a weird atmosphere. Like Connecticut, it just it was a strange setup. There was like nobody there, but the people there were very angry. Very angry, and they yeah. had a they have an in game DJ. It was mixing it up. Anyway, I, it was a, it was a really competitive. I will, I will say after after two thousand two, I wanted that game bad. Yeah. T- oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and it was a Friday. It was a yeah. Friday night, if memory serves. It was just strange. Iowa State was favored to win, but we didn't really know a lot about Connecticut. And he come, Iowa State comes back. Steel Jance throws like four picks in that game, and Iowa State still won. <laughs> that was when the the legend of Steel Jance started to fall apart at the seams. Yeah, um, he wasn't starting. We'd already had the weeks. Iowa game. That was yeah. the week after the Iowa. Game. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, he had peaked. Yeah, that was this was the first quarter. Three interceptions. Look it up. It was bad. Um. So anyway, Cy gets pushed or tripped or maybe fell down. We're not really sure. We get on the charter, and this this said this was still Twitter was fairly new, but people the word traveled fast. Iowa State wins the game. Cy gets on the charter plane in Hartford, and team stands up. <laughs> State innovation. So Cy, he has the mask off. Cy has the mask off, but he's got a cast on his arm because <laughs> he broke his arm. And the team stands up and gives. I think Paul might have said something to him. You know, Rose at the time. Oh god. So it was. Yeah. I mean, there's some really good stories from. And also that was a lot before of Paul got now jaded. Yeah. Yes. And a, yes. Very true. And a lot of very melancholy trips as well throughout the years. But um, no. So we fly with the team, and it's great because the game ends at let's say two thirty. We're back in Des Moines. We fly to Des Moines because the runway is long enough. Ames does not have a long enough runway for that size of plane. And we're usually back by five. It's quick. Well. We can't fly this year. They want to space out the plane. Only so yeah. many people are going. 
But we found out this week, which was I guess was good. We were concerned. Let's say Walters and I and Heft and Bruns are all in the same van. Like if we get all if we all get COVID, like what do you do? Yeah, and it could be asymptomatic. Right. So but then you're then you don't have that's, a broadcast crew. Yeah, that's so for I get really annoyed with people who are like it's just like the flu. No, it's not because when you have the flu you're you're either puking or like you know you have the you, flu. You don't you, you yeah, exactly. Like so, you're not going to walk into a nursing home knowingly having the flu. So just like Iowa State's not playing the ones versus the twos a lot in practice. We're like, yeah. well do we need to separate and drive like multiple vans? Really and, smart. And yeah. Like, well, that's probably not a bad. So we thought about that, but what it, what ended up happening is because we're close enough association with the team, we're actually allowed to go up there Friday morning and be the first ones to get the COVID test. So they so shove it up your nose? I don't know. I don't know what the COVID test is going to be yet. But yeah. So we're going, before the team gets tested, we'll get tested to make sure that we're allowed. So you're part of like the Big 12 testing. Right. Okay. So then we'll, we'll, go, well good luck. we'll go onward. So we'll, that's at 7 in the morning Friday. Hopefully we pass and we can be on our way to Fort Worth in a van all together. If one of us tests positive, I, I that part well, we, that I actually part got we haven't call. prepared I'm, for. I'm basically the backup yeah, you, for anybody. You are. You're the utility man all across I, the board. I, like, if anybody goes down, I'm the backup, apparently. So it's <laughs> 11 and a half hours from Ames, um, and we're going to be driving well, God first bless thing you in the guys. morning, and then uh, right when the game ends, we'll, you know, we'll drive back. So I mean it's not, this. It's not glamorous. I'm not even – I'm not – I'm not – like, what you guys are doing this year is thankless, man. Like, it's not – I know a lot of people are listening. You're like, "Oh, you get paid to go and watch," but it's the amount of time that you're leaving your families and stuff. And I'm yeah. assuming you're not getting paid more. I, would, I mean, it's none of your, it's none of my business. But I, like it's I, a fair assumption. It is like the job's a lot more difficult, and it's, um, you know, a lot of the perks of the job are gone now. <laughs> like, there's, so thank you though. Like, yeah, I, no, I, it's- I, I know that. Like, I. I make it's appointment radio for me for road games two hours before. Like I'm I'm on the network. Like it's a big deal for me because you guys you know the pregame show and you the injuries stuff like that. So well, thank you I'm, though. I'm glad at least we can be there in person. I think there's some schools that are just going to broadcast it off of a TV. Um, not necessarily in the Big Twelve, yeah. but it's just not the same. No, I mean you need to be it's down not. there, and and uh, I'm. Happy to go. It's going to be a long weekend, but it's so. Just, when are you guys leaving? So we'll leave seven in the morning Friday, and then huh. whenever the games. So you're going to just leave after the COVID test yep. on and, Friday. And we'll go. We'll be. We'll potentially be close to Wichita before we find out if the game's going to happen or not. Oh but we want to. We want to get ahead of it because because you don't want to get there at, if the teams flunk the COVID test, then they would, which would happen to Baylor and um, whoever Houston Houston. Friday. Yeah, yeah. So we could we could drive five hours just for nothing, but at least we'll have a head start. Which I'm hope I'm optimistic that TCU's been off for. I mean, they have. Did you see that Baylor and Houston have each had four season openers scheduled? Yeah, that is crazy. Yep. And TCU's game with SMU was canceled last week, so this is their first game. Now they've had major COVID issues on their roster, particularly in the quarterback room, but I think they're okay now. I think, I mean, you know, the reality of it, though, is once you've had all those COVID issues, you kind of burn through it. True. Like, because, look, at, look at Tech. Did yeah. you see Tech this week? Yeah. 67 Yeah. COVID like, positives on the roster? They're going to have a lot easier path in it's weird late to say, October. But it's, it's, you're right. Yeah. 
And I also think too, like, I mean, there's really a, I don't know, never mind. I, I'm not going to go there. I was looking at it from like a handicapping standpoint, like in it's the NFL all, it goes specifically. Together. Yeah, yeah, but you like, don't know who's going to be available and who's not. But it, that's the real difficulty of this year. But like, if you know that, like, oh, this team. I mean, how scientific is that? Orgeron's. Oh, our whole team's already had it. But if that's true, Clemson had a bunch in, in the summer. Yeah, I mean, it, there is there is something to that. It's not. I I don't think these schools planned on that. No, I'm not. I'm not insinuating but, no, that. But there is, there is absolutely that is a factor, at least for the football of the the ability to plan. The amount of people who said this to me after I had COVID, or even when I was dealing with it, well, man, you're lucky. Get it out of the way. I've, the amount of people who said that, like, that have that opinion. I bet there's all there's a good portion of the people listening right now who said, "I just wish I could." Could know if I've had it. Yeah. Well, hopefully or, we don't have the long term effects. Right. Right. <laughs> but you know. But there's it's that the, the fear of the unknown it. is sometimes worse than anything else. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll see. It'll be. I think it's a. This is low low key. Again, it's COVID the pandemic twenty twenty. So you don't want to like put importance on a football game, but this is a major swing game. In a lot of ways, on Saturday for Iowa State. Let's just, yeah, because let's just no matter what, um, assume Iowa State is going to lose to Oklahoma. Yeah, they, they look really good. Okay, well, let's just assume it. it right. Um, you know, one and two with a road win at TCU looks a hell of a lot better than zero oh and three. Yep. God, in the schedule, like it's I don't even. Not, it's not super favorable. It's it's really tough. I actually I said this just one of my friends this week i was like i could totally see him starting like one and four and then rattling off like four in a row yeah based off of how the this thing starts yep um it is tc at tcu oklahoma and texas tech you'd like to think they could beat tech at home. home yeah at oklahoma state now let's wait and see what happens with spencer sanders, sanders. Yep. like that was a total they were moving the ball really well. He goes out. That second string that guy's That backup nothing. guy was awful. God. Especially like, if you would bet he, Oklahoma State. He looked like me running out there. Shee-many Christmas. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Oklahoma State had one of the great um, – it's very rare for me that like a linebacker just stands out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to watch Rod- that. Rodriguez. Rodriguez, this wrestler, was just like German suplexing guys in the middle of um, – what, what, what are you, do you have a line there? I've got a line. Oh, okay. Line just came out. Iowa oh. State's favored by two and a half. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I figured probably. Iowa State would be a favorite in that game. Just because, and we're going to get into this with TCU, as we're kind of setting the table here for this week. I mean, Max Duggan know. is out. He's out. And their, their backup transfer from Georgia, Downing. He's a walk-on. Yep. But he's also missed the last two weeks because of COVID. I don't know if it's because he had COVID or he was a, a contact trace issue. And Gary Patterson said in their practice session, media session last week, he's like, we don't have anybody else stepping up. As if to say, we don't but have then, any quarterbacks. But then Gary Patterson put out a tweet last week. It was on the 14th. He says, everybody calm down and take a step back. We have been in camp since the middle of July getting ready. The day we need to be ready for is September 26th. Go Frogs. Hey, calm down, 
everybody. Just chill out. <laughs> We've got it under control, even though we don't. Yeah, the guy's name, uh, the TCU quarterback, uh, last name is Downing, Matthew Downing. As Blue mentioned, he's a former uh, Georgia Bulldog, but he's a walk-on. Um, he's a former walk-on. Yeah, uh, he, he's on on scholarship now. Doesn't really have much of a stat line uh, from the looks of things. Um, I I have felt this increasingly like Iowa State will come out and win this football game. I. You know, the so last week was interesting, Brent. Normally, I'm I have a lot of access to that program, Iowa State's. Yes, and it was locked down, yeah, for days. And you know, I I thought it was interesting, but totally understandable too. Um, kind of what I'm hearing a little bit is that uh, stuff I like to hear. I mean, like, okay, we need to open things up. Like that was unexcusable. And I also heard a lot of, Hey, like that was as bad as we could have possibly played probably. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we got beat by a good team. Like we're not good enough to just show up and beat teams. So I don't, I'll, I'll say that I totally agree with you on, on a swing game of sorts. And, um, I almost think it's good for this team to go on the road for a lot of what you said last week. Correct. I like the way this sets up for what I think will be a very hungry Iowa State football team. Now, don't tweet at me, well, what happened in week one? That I get it, and I understand why fans were mad, but I'm looking forward now, and I, I think it'll be a much hungrier, different type of vibe around the football team. Yeah, I mean, Iowa State got punched in the mouth, like, hard. So let's And how see. do you respond? That's how it is. I mean, normally, Camel's teams have done done well. Um, there will be fans at TCU, which I think is good. I mean, there, there's something to be said, and Campbell's teams have usually done really well on the road of, even if it's only 12,000 people down in Fort Worth, they don't get huge crowds down there anyway. No. But, but even a, us against them, backs against the wall, that's usually when Matt's teams are really good, and this is it. I mean, the problem here is, Chris, that, that the program is facing – it's not just the one game against Louisiana. It's getting lumped into Notre Dame and K-State as well. Correct. And so now you're on this three-game, quote-unquote, three-game skid where you just haven't looked, you haven't had the same amount of life as you had um, in the October previous. And so that's, I think, there is some concern there is, you know, is this a growing trend? And I'm, I think this year this game the louisiana game is separate than those two for a lot of reasons but that's three games in a row and so it is long lasting it obviously it hasn't felt like they've won you know they haven't won a game since kansas last year so let's let's see how they play and tcu's defense is good they're secondary they've got a multiple nfl guys mm-hmm. and so that's a problem when this iowa state receiving core still has yet to really prove it we're not sure about kohler we'll hopefully know more this week but can you have? Can you put enough points on the board? I actually put up forty, what forty nine on TCU last year. I would envision this game will be more in the twenties. I would. Can, can what's you do? The, I would. What's the over under? I'd play the under. Yeah, I don't even know what it'd be, but man. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, if TCU's having quarterback problems, um, John Haycock's not necessarily the defensive coordinator I'd be wanting to go yeah, against. I don't, I don't see one listed right with now. that defensive line. I, I'm surprised we have a line. With TCU's situation, situation, yeah. 
to be honest with you, I, I kind of thought that this would but roll into Thursday or again, Friday. Respect, though, for Iowa State's program. Still. Yes. Yes, you're, no doubt. You just lost to Louisiana at home. Now you're still favored. Thank, thank God they won on Saturday. Yeah, oof, that was jeez the 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 anti Iowa State people were just getting ready to tee off. I got I got multiple texts from people jeez. saying, "Oh, I guess uh, you know Louisiana is not as good as we thought." I'm like, just it's going to be okay. Like you can't compare scores all the time. But but to be favored on the road against a PCU team that's picked fourth in the conference, that's still respect. Now. Iowa State for the last three games, as we know, has not has not allowed for that respect to happen. But we believe, and so does apparently other people around the program, and and you know those that make these lines, that uh, this Iowa State team has talent. Just got to put it together. Let's take a really quick break, but before we uh, continue on, and we'll we'll do some other college football topics, and thank our friends from the Franklin Barbershop. For sponsoring the Williams the pandemic podcast, uh, whatever. Hey, for real, let's open this up. Yeah, guys, tweet at us. Tell us what you want this to be called. We plan on doing this every Sunday from here on out. Um, the response has been fantastic, so we thank all of you for listening and giving the feedback. So we'll let you guys name it. Give us some ideas. But we thank our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. I went this week. Yeah, it looks like you. Uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, I just uh, saw my guy Ryan. We played Forrest you, Gump. You're, you're pretty. Um, you're pretty locked in with Ryan. Ryan, hey, I'm a. It's the movie. Remember the Titans? You yeah, know, it's like Nova Kane. Just it just works. Like if I if I have something that yeah. that's predictable, you're a Ryan guy. Ryan's a good. See, I've bounced around a little bit you, over you there. You have, but it was. Uh, we watched Forrest Gump. At least the first hour of it, and uh, enjoyed my time. If you go to FranklinBarbershop.com right now, it takes you straight to the appointment page which is awesome it's super slick it's really easy yeah and i'm gonna be doing that this week so i'm now so i've been literally taking a razor to my head all summer long and now i'm kind of starting to grow it back so that means i'm gonna have to go to the franklin barbershop like once every like 10 days otherwise you get the brillo pad thing the worst part of shaving your head and i love shaving my head the worst part is growing it back because it, it, so it's you, unpredictable. Yeah, you have to go to keep it evened out. But anyways, uh, thanks to our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. They're great cyclones, and uh, they're big supporters of what we're doing here, and we want to support them. also want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Uh, Jeff, main man Jeff, is a big listener of the podcast. He's just kind of a whiz when it comes to all things technology in the city of Des Moines. Uh, the Gravitate Coworking so what it is basically is if you're a guy like me and you work from home and I sit in this office all the time and I'm going crazy, you can get a spot. Uh, basically, it's just where a bunch of like smart, good people come together. There's coffee there. There's, um, you know, equipment there, wireless. I got printers. They got everything you need. And you can basically like rent office space from these guys, but you don't have to own it or have a lease or anything like that. It's a membership thing. So uh, I would encourage you guys to call our friend Jeff Wood and let him know that Cyclone Fanatic sent you really good people. There's a couple locations in Des Moines down on Locust Avenue. Also one in Valley Junction or there's there's yeah, there's one in Valley Junction. Um, I believe that's open right now. Uh, but anyways, they, they've got a really nice 
nice thing going on. Bloom's actually gone there and worked. Yeah, awesome place. I need to get there and work. But that's it. GravitateCoworking.com. As you would expect, a very sleek website that you can um, you can navigate everything. That's GravitateCoworking.com. Please tell them that Cyclone Fanatic sent you. All right. Um, uh, around the what around college football here. First of all, uh, Spencer Sanders goes down for Oklahoma State. They they had a scare from Tulsa. That was really the only Big Twelve game this week. They that game went a little bit. I thought they would pull it out, but man, that was pretty tough. They their defense they, looked pretty good. They did. So that's encouraging for Oklahoma State because that was the question mark again for them. You did not think the question mark was going to be Sanders, Hubbard, and Tylen Wallace, but they just they looked very anemic on offense. And Tulsa's secondary controlled that game, which was weird considering. Plus Stoners, who's been around forever for Oklahoma State, their line wasn't great, but Hubbard looked a step slow. I don't know what was going on with that game, but yeah, losing Sanders early really threw them off. I don't think there's a whole lot you can take from that game other than Oklahoma State is still going to be a factor in the Big 12. There's no update really right now on Spencer Sanders. I assume the Big 12 media call on Monday will it, be... It looked like lo- an ankle. Like, it says lower extremity yeah, injury. I mean, it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't, yeah. wasn't like an ACL or anything like that. Uh, other topics I thought around college football that are interesting. You know, the, um, the Eric King is my... Whew. Big story right now. Like he he was phenomenal. That felt last night. That game and Louisville, you know, end up getting beat by what fifteen. But they they had some guys too. That felt like the first real college football game to me. You know, there's yeah. some people there. Like yeah. it felt like those teams actually knew what they were doing. It wasn't just a slugfest. And I, I enjoyed that game. I liked watching Derek King play too. You know what I really enjoyed on Saturday was the eleven o'clock kicks. The Tulane Navy was yeah, great. Yeah, that was good. Although I had money on Tulane, uh, I I still really enjoyed it. Uh, the Oklahoma State kept me interested, yeah. and then the Louisiana Georgia State game. Like I had rooting interest in that for do, Louisiana. Do you know where Georgia State plays? I don't know if they had a wide shot at all. The old Turner Field. You know, I did know that. Yeah. yeah. It's just they renovated it and now it's their home stadium. That's actually not a bad program. There no. were there were a lot of people like mocking Louisiana, but it's like that's like one of their rivals. Georgia State made a bowl game last yeah, year. Yeah, that that is one of their rivals. Like for that to be a close game wasn't really that I was shocked they were fifteen point favorite yeah. in that thing. Well, it was to be honest. The Iowa State you. boost. Yeah. Um also wanted to talk about the Big Ten and Nebraska. <laughs> Which is just uh, really pretty epic. You got to play the music again <laughs> because the rodeo continues. It's yeah. like they get the good news and they just can't even have the good news. They Nebraska has to complain about something always. It's that person that goes to the restaurant and just is never happy with the service. <laughs> I demand the manager come speak to me because my steak is medium. Yeah, I wanted medium rare. <laughs> I mean it's. It just, it is unbelievable. Like these people over there. I remember, man. Oh my god! As a kid, it just like, makes me laugh. Any game they would lose, which wasn't very often. No, it's somebody else. Every fault. game was the refs, man. Yes. Like it, it was nauseating. And you know the 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 great part about this is they finally got their football. Great. You know. I mean. 
They finally get football, they, and, they, and now they're bitching about it. They took their attorney general for their state suing the Big Ten, and they got it. They got their football back. But then Bill Moose, their AD, is like, let's <laughs> complain about the schedule. <laughs> Are you serious? Your eight-game schedule, you're going to complain about it because it's – and like, like you're gonna be a factor anyway. Why like, are, what you, are you doing? But why are they mad about playing Ohio State now? Like they play us. That's like their protected rival. They I, know they're gonna have to play them. You know what I'm saying? Like why is that just a big deal now? I, it's just. But I, they want Rutgers. I mean, really. I mean, what do you? Who are you? Do you just want easy wins because Scott Frost is such a power? Go play the, somebody. The then, best man. is I was going through our old buddy Steve Sipple's Twitter feed. Which he was being ridiculous, by the way. Go and read Sip's tweets. Like he missed that. He was being ridiculous. But the the amount of people responding to it was, well, F the Big Ten. We need to go independent. <laughs> yes, We'd still Jeez. have 90,000 people showing up. The, they still think that they have that type of authority. Right. They're basically Maryland with more fans right now. <laughs> That's actually not a bad comparison, I, to be honest. Look at the last decade. My wife asked me yesterday, she's like, you know, because she grew up Western Iowa, too. She's like, do you wish we still played them? And I was like, you know what? No, not anymore. I did like five years ago. Man. So I don't. You- like, now I don't. And I'll, I'll absolutely root for Iowa when they play them, too. That might be a bridge too far. Yeah, me, I don't know about that. Um, so what, what, again, what was the genesis of their complaint? I mean, I caught like they were mad. I'm like, what are you mad about? Well, hold on. Let me... they have to play a tougher schedule in the middle of a pandemic? Because that what, they thought they were going to make the playoff if they, they didn't have this tough schedule? No, it was, be, they think that they have it tougher than the rest of the Big yeah, Ten West. You're in. Hold on. Let me pull up this tweet. We can just listen to the Benny Hill theme while we're That's so perfect. This is this is Nebraska football, by the sure, way. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bill Moose. This is per Steve Sipple. He's their AD. Bill Moose is the AD. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yes. Uh, this is a tweet from Steve. Moose admits it's a tough day. One, he recommended the division champs would be decided by division-only games. So they don't want to count the record against yeah. the rest of the league? Correct. <laughs> Two, he saw a total rebuild of the 10-game schedule announced on August 11th. Didn't get that either. Three, sought fairness in, quote, who we play and win. <laughs> Quote, I was 0 for 3. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh. It's like you guys got exactly what you wanted, though. Uh, whatever. Um, I don't really have any more thoughts on the Big no, Ten. I just, that, the, the Nebraska story is just... <laughs> Awesome. I can't wait until they start. But you know. Three in the Big Ten and 
Oh, so that's you, not fair. You, you tell me you don't think like Barry Alvarez and Gary Barter were like, all right, all right, you jackasses. <laughs> you know what they did? <laughs> they wanted to count their record against just the Big Ten West. That is hilarious. <laughs> Those games don't count. Why, They're basically yeah. non-conference games. Why is that different than a normal year? It's not. It counts, it counts against everything in a normal year, so why would you just want to... Oh my gosh, those guys! Oh my, Sipple though. Let me read you. I love Sipple. I hate doing this to him, but I I thought he had a bad day yesterday. I thought he had a bad if day you yesterday. Over emotional about the schedule when you didn't think you were gonna have a season. That that's that's amazing. Um, Sip wrote, and this is the one that got everybody fired up. And by the way, I know Steve well. He's not a bad guy. Like he, in fact, like. I think he's by far the best columnist over in that area. Like, I think he's better than any of the World Herald guys. Like, he, he's he's really good. But this one... <laughs> Sometimes it's this, hard to separate the media yeah, over there. And this just, tweet pissed a lot of people off, okay. though. He wrote, quote, Clearly, the Big Ten intentionally threw down the hammer on NU. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the local columnist whining. It's a question of fairness. Ohio State <laughs> and Penn State... There's no balance in that equation. <laughs> that said, Nebraska needs to regard it as an opportunity. Wait for it. Frost won't back down. No, of course he will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are they any good? I, no, I don't. Martinez is I back mean, again, right? I don't. Whatever his name is. Quarterback. I don't think they're that good. Okay. Like, I, I mean... I think they were going to be like, let's try and get to seven and five. Yeah. Jeez. Which, I mean, that is what it is. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they I, are. I made this joke several years ago about Nebraska, and it still fits. They are the uh, '90s rock band that was a big deal that's now playing on free stages at the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I freaking love it. All right. Uh, are you good on college football? Them and Vanilla Ice. Yes. We're going to have a real college football weekend coming up this Yeah, Yeah, SEC's back. And the Big 12's Big playing. Big 12's got a full slate, so, hopefully. You know what? Uh, props to the ACC. They've been entertaining me. They, they, yeah. Wake Forest, NC State was, was a lot game. of fun. Miami, Louisville was yep. a good game. Um, Notre Dame's a fun team. They're in the ACC. That, so, props <laughs> to the ACC. Uh, so... The Blake Henson deal. Yes. Wanted to hit on this before we go tonight. The Blake Henson release that was put out on Friday. Friday. I, and um, I'm just a sneak peek for all of our premium subscribers, too. I had no idea this was coming. Like, this, this something happened, and, and I don't know what it is. I don't want to be an alarmist. I don't. I was told he will be back. Okay. That's good. I was people, told. The release, the press releases, which all I saw... It was but very big. He was it's a medical condition unrelated to COVID, which is important to note. And he's now at home in Florida. Yes, I was told he will be back. Okay. So but will not play and, this year. And I also know that Iowa State people in that program have an immense amount of respect for that young man, where he comes from, who he is as a human. It was one of the reasons why they were so ecstatic when they got him. Yeah, and he's been supposedly a good leader, along with. Coleman lands this offseason. 
Uh, that that news came last week too, Chris. That they announced a start date for college basketball, which I believe is the twenty sixth. Did I see that right? So, um, basically pushed it back two weeks. Now, non conference games, still unsure what those will look like. Will they be at Hilton? Will they be in these bubble situations? You saw Des Moines volunteer to be in a bubble. For, I think that'll be more Drake games than anything. Um, so yeah, to be determined on what the schedule looks like for basketball. I do not think there will be fans at Hilton all year. I don't know that. I mean, I just just my guess. I mean, you, outdoors one thing, indoors completely another. What about though? Let's just say, and it. Let's say like January fifteenth. Okay. Just throwing it yep. out there. We're like, oh, we've got a vaccine. Yeah, they did. Well, yeah. Then it gets dicey. I mean, I don't know. There's some talk if this vaccine stuff, would you'll have like seriously. It'll be it'll be a little bit Orwellian, but you'll have a a card that you can show to say that you have the vaccine or, or like a electronic record on your phone that you can flash to say. Okay, you you just let me down my rabbit hole for the weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, because how otherwise how else will you be able to prove that you have the vaccine or not, and that well, you'd be safe? You're, but is that? But then you get some real weird privacy issues real quick. Have you watched on Netflix The Social Dilemma yet? I have. I saw it this week. Well done. I mean, I... For somebody who makes a living on social media, it had to impact you a little bit. <sighs> well, I kept thinking throughout the whole thing, like, am I complacent in this? Like... Compl- complicit? Yeah, complicit. Yep. There you go. Yep. Sorry, I've had... Yeah. <laughs> Not complacent. I've here. literally been drinking with the Smoky D. You have to. If Smokey D comes to your house, Smokey D can can't put, just you can't just have Smokey Coke. Smokey D puts down some beers. <laughs> like, All right, I'm going to guess the uh, traveling barbecue circuit. Those guys can have a good time. Um, so like I was, it actually, you know what, Brent made me feel better about what I do because, sure, we're competing for like people's time yeah. and stuff like that, but like. We're not stealing your data. We're not, like... You're not manipulating people. No. Like, we actually... I feel like we've been very upfront about it. I want to do... I want to have the smallest amount to do with the big tech companies as I possibly can while earning a living. And that's why, like, our Patreon and our premium memberships are so important. Because if we can keep growing those and maintain those, then we don't have to have this other crap... And we're truly independent, and we're not reliant on big tech. Google, Google ads. Yes. Yeah. And that's the crap that – so, sure, like, I mean, a lot of people don't understand. You'd be shocked, Brent, the amount of people who get pissed at me, and they, they'll email me or tweet at me like an ad that they see. Right. And they'll go, where the hell did this come from? It's coming from your cookies. Yeah, ad they see on Fanatic, they think that you put it there. Yeah, I didn't put the ad for the, you know, Asian housewives. Right, right. Or Or, a political candidate campaign. Or (laughs) an Iowa Hawkeye mask or whatever. Like, It's pulling from some sort of, yeah, search or data. um, It's, you know, I I thought the whole time, like, but but I also think that, uh, the one thing I'm going to do, I think I'm going to require our staff to watch it because I, I don't want um, my biggest. That was what I was thinking of. I'm like, well, what am I doing to um, 
Jared and Jacqueline too young. Like yeah. if they're on Twitter twenty four seven. I don't want them to like I, I want them to be aware of the dangers and, and all that's that was what I, I was thinking of the whole time and yeah. like my kids. I'm sure you thought about that with your boys. Yes. Today Cammy wanted to play on her iPad. I was like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's putting that thing away. I thought I thought it was a little over the top with some of the with the kind of the storyline they put along with that thing. But no, I, I highly rec- recommend people watch was it Social Dilemma? The Social Dilemma on Netflix. On, on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it did. It did a good job of showing how, without knowing, you can be radicalized. Is too strong of a word, but I mean, if if you're only these, the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagrams have a way of making sure that you respond to something, and so they will push certain levers to make sure that you're seeing what they want you to see. That and, was and what that, I that took is away. Driving response. The yeah. radicalization stuff. I already knew. Like I like to me in my mind, I already knew why our country was going to like yeah. there's a reason why I mean, I think, you know, everybody's thinking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's a reason why she was ninety seven to three as far as votes go. Yeah. That could never happen in two thousand twenty. So you're gonna get me on a soapbox here. I I think in this watching that kind of dawned on me too, these next three months are going to be brutal. I, in my opinion, way worse than they would have been too. Um, now with the Supreme Court thing. Yep, that this election is going to get nasty. One and by way the way, we have to like God bless RBG. Like we're not. No, I'm not trying for to sure. politicize oh, no. her death, but you know nope. somebody's going to accuse us of no, that. No, 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 I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, but it's I think gonna you make get, a good point. It is going, and then I was thinking about today, like the the days of being able to just go outside and forget about stuff are are winding down, especially in the Midwest. I mean. And COVID is not going away. Like, I think this, this again, it started as the quarantine podcast. I think these next couple of months are going to be, could get very difficult. And so just hopeful that people find their balance and um, have an outlet somewhere because it's going to, it could get, it could, I mean, some of the school stuff isn't improving a little bit. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm glad the sports are around to at least take our mind off of it. But I think these next eight weeks are going to get, Really interesting. I think even in the next week, Jacqueline was over here doing the um, boot camp today for us, shooting it. And, you know, we, we've seen these the Black Lives Matter protests, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I truly believe if, um, if the GOP moves to replace her, which, which they're going they're to. They're going to. Prior to the election, though, like, I mean, you could see millions of people violently at that Capitol. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. know what the response will be, but it, it's... I think man, it'll be more than the Black Lives Matter movement. It'll be it'll be a very interesting couple of weeks. And, and then the reason I say that, the only reason I... Is because it's on topic with this documentary... Of, of mobilizing forces and right. Like there's a weird, um, I was talking with Matt Urban, who's really smart. He's a freaking doctor. Way smarter than you and I. Yes. And he was, we were talking about this last night. He, he and I had both only watched like 40 minutes of this thing. And he pointed out to me, he didn't like the like dramatization of the family. That's, that's kind of what I was saying too. And I didn't like it either. But it tied in at the end because what they were trying to do is to show you what could happen if you don't know, like, the rabbit holes you're going down. And 
um, not a spoiler. It ends with a, a young kid who basically ends up at like a violent political rally and yeah. he ends up getting arrested and he didn't even do anything now over the top for sure. But they were trying to make a point. Right. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. It's just, regardless, it's just crazy. I mean, stuff. so I just think, uh, I, I'm so, so to make it a, a brighter thing, I'm glad for things like outlets like cycle fanatic, where even if we complain about the offensive coordinator, at least it's something a little uh, bit different than the heaviness that I think is going to come in the next couple of months. I'll say this too. Uh, guys, you can block the political stuff Form, on Cyclone yeah. Fanatic. You don't have to view that. Um, what I want Cyclone Fanatic to be is a portal for just or a community for Iowa State fans. Um, and in a community like in our driveways and we're having beers with neighbors, sometimes you're talking politics. Sometimes you're talking about your fertilizer. But we have that in the in-state rivals, which can get nasty. You can block any of that. You don't have to see it. Yep. And I vow to you over the next couple of months, like I'm going to, we're going to do our best to keep it as community. I mean, we're, we are, I believe we are all in this together. Uh, Bloom and I both, we, I lean left, he leans right, but we're both very moderate. Just. We, we had the uh, Don't Be a Dumbass Party. <laughs> Bloom founded it. Uh, yeah. If you're not a dumbass, yeah. you can be in our party. That's absolutely true. Um, two, uh, that's that's where we stand. Two pauses before we go. Speaking of recommendations for TV shows, um, Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus, you would love it. Um, if, if people have, haven't heard of it, it's, it's fantastic. Jason Sudeikis, it's on, again, Apple TV Plus, so it requires an Apple TV Plus subscription. Basically, Apple's giving those out for, like, free. Yeah, but they're pretty much everywhere. free. It is, it is just a delightful show that I give the highest of recommendations. Really 30, 35-minute watch episodes. It's great. Um, and then, two, I think we'll find out this week as well about the fan situation and names for the Oklahoma game. They should have fans. I, I, Brent, I like every game we're watching right now. Did you hear the the Browns Bengals game? They had six thousand fans. The difference that made. Yeah, I would. Um, I would think they're. I don't know anything. I would. I would guess they'd be leaning towards. And if they don't, we're fans. calling Pollard for another podcast. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Call him because so another positive. This won't be reported as much in the news, but I think it's great. A great trend. So Iowa State releases weekly COVID numbers on campus. And it became big news because Iowa State had 525 test positive. I think it was the week of April 24th. It's great. Keep posting that stuff. Um, Nobody two, else is doing yeah, it. Yeah, I know. So it'll Keep come out tomorrow. It. Keep posting that stuff. Two weeks ago, it was down to 250. Last week, it was down to only 93 positives on campus. And I've heard the numbers are, are, are in line coming up on Monday. So point is, it's down literally... 400% in the last three weeks, which you won't hear as much in the New York Times and the Washington Post and those oh, big headlines. They're not going to retract the hot spots? No, stuff. no, which it was. I mean, I, trust me, it was a hot spot if you just go pure per capita, but it's gotten a lot better, which you won't see as much in the news. So that's, again, good news and probably means good news for fans. And, I, and I'd also like to read that. I wrote this last week in a column on Tuesday after a bunch of reflection and I, and I mean this for the students on campus, too, I, I, and, and it'd be hard. Quote, the last six months have been hell for everybody, but imagine being in college yeah. and being asked to go from practice, I'm talking about players, players, to not socialize and basically keep your head down 24-7, 365. It takes some real personal discipline 
lost in the upset was the biggest upset that this game actually took yeah. place. And I think that that is maybe a good way to end things on right now. Yep, yep. So throughout this all, man, it's it's great that we're at least talking about a football game as meaningful as it might be on Saturday. And yeah, hey, let's have fun. All right, reminder, um, keep a lookout. Guys, you really help us out. We really we want all the people that can be in this pork competition as possible, uh, this tailgate competition, and we want to give away some great prizes, which we intend to do. Uh, coming up on game day, we will have the uh, game day show with me all across the Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds. Uh, that's presented by Iowa Clinic. That will be three hours prior to kick, so that'll be 9.30. Bloom goes on the air with the Cyclone Radio Network at 10.30. Brett Meyer and I will have your um, halftime report coming up, well, at halftime on the Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds, which, by the way, that got great footing last time. Um, Bloom and the network will wrap up two hours after the game, or I will, Bloom will wrap up one hour after the game. I will wrap things up on the network two hours after the game. And then Rob Gray and Jared Stansbury will have your post-game report on Cyclone Fanatic social media two hours after the game. So we're really we, we're really making an effort to complete. And I don't want to compete with the network. I want the network to be able to shine and do its thing. It's a totally different thing than what we are trying to do. So we're trying to make game days as um, accessible for fans as to, as as possible. Yep. And uh, thank you for all of your guys' uh, support with that. Let's beat the Frogs. I like, I like Iowa State a lot. I, I really do. I just have a feeling clones win this one by double digits. But Yeah, I begin a health of uh, downing, which I think is going to be good, and then Kohler will factor here. They, they need Hudson back, too. They, and, you you yeah. can't be down two guards. Right. That, that was the key. But it, all those things considered, um, I agree. Go clones. Have a great week, everybody, and stay safe out there. And last but certainly not least, be nice to each other. Take care.